KFNX News Talk Radio 1100. It's Chatterbox, where you'll find the latest news, interviews, and updates about the gaming world. The views and opinions expressed are those of the host, the guests, and callers only, and not necessarily those of KFNX News Talk Radio 1100. And now, here's your host for Chatterbox. Oh my gosh, this is the start of a brand new year. I say that, but like it's the middle of January. It's the start of our new fiscal year. I guess. is That that must be how we measure it. Wait, we make money off of this? Nobody no. said anything like that. No. <laughs> but uh, but it's been a while, and so uh, we, we soldier on. And, uh, you know, if you want to learn about what our show was about when I last updated the website, you can do that at cheddarboxgameshow.com. Uh, most importantly, it has the email addresses of Ara and myself, so you can you can email us. Um, if you want to listen live, you can do that, and you can call us, 866-536-1100. We are live right now. Even for the people who are not listening live, they hear me say that we're live right now, and that's funny to me. But uh, but right now we're live, so give live us a call. Live tape. Yeah. We're live until we're recorded. <clears throat> exactly, which is, for the most of you, the case. And then it'll be live on tape. Exactly. You know, what you could do is just... Delay listening to the show by exactly seven days, and then we really are live, even though you're not listening to us live. That's Don't weird. you know what I'm saying? That could be a psychologically scarring experience. Okay. I mean, more so than it already yeah. is. Anyway, let's talk about what I did this weekend, because that's what we like to do. I like to talk about things that I do, even not video game related. Why not? It was like a game. Because you sacrificed so much, <clears throat> I think it's worthy of discussion. So what game, TJ, is it most like? Oh, maybe what's the most physical, grueling game What is the game possible? that you watched me play this week? Really? Really? Doritos Crash Course. Come oh, on Doritos now. Crash really? Course. Because I was going to say Escape from Guantanamo Bay. It is. No. So I did the Tough Mudder, finally, which I know I've talked about on the show, so I won't, I won't go on and on about it. But it was awesome. It was a shame that I had to essentially break my rib on one of the very first obstacles and then... Continue well, through that, the rest that of it was in tradition in that of me uh, smashing my junk on the first obstacle of the last thing we did together. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> anyway, I'm still in a tremendous amount of pain when I do certain things to comport my body, but the x rays say it was not a break. It just, I'm telling you, it feels like one. Uh, but it didn't hurt when it happened, right? It was just like it was like, it was like a little snap on as I put my weight on the top of a wall that I was trying to get over. Uh, and I successfully got over it, but uh, but there was a little snap. And I was Aww. like, that's strange. I feel like I broke a rib just because I have a little snap there. That's strange. And he says it was like cracking a knuckle, you know, but cracking a rib in that way. Oh. Ribs do that? I, didn't, I, didn't, I don't I think did, ribs do that. I didn't know yeah. you could. Wait, but what was the name of this doctor? I'm not a doctor. <laughs> Is his first name Nick? No. <laughs> I'm not a doctor, but I don't think you can just crack ribs like you can crack, crack things a knuckle. You can crack things you don't – anytime there's a joint. And he said that they're jointed, so – that's probably what Did I heard. Did you go to a human doctor? Yes. <laughs> yes. So, I would like to know more about these You know you can get a second opinion. Anyway, this thing, the Tough Mudder in general was awesome, and I encourage anyone to do it, uh, even if it is kind of a lot difficult. But it was pretty awesome, like 12 and a half miles of even Even the shock, electric shock part, even that. You know, here's the thing. Like a video game, if there, there are multiple ways to, to succeed, and I chose the slow learned route rather than you know just hulking through and getting zapped by all these things because you would see 
large devoted men attempt that method and fail. Like they would, they would just run into the hanging electric lines and start getting zapped by all of them and their bodies flailing and then dropping to the ground where there was like uh, many, many inches of wa- muddy water that you could... Um, people were basically like doing the breaststroke on 10 inches of water, you know? Could, so you, like, could you go under them? Was yeah, that an option? Yeah, so this very, the very, very last obstacle right before the finish line was what they called the electrotherapy, electroshock therapy, <laughs> where there's all of these hanging, um, you know, electric wires, like, like wires that hold in cattle, you know? And um, you could be like I was, where you stand up, you don't puss out and go to the ground, and you just sort of like squeeze through the gaps that you can find and quickly move. Like you, I, I had a little glove, like a thin really? glove on my Are hand. Are you really characterizing your technique as the manly technique? Yes. Yes. Because I didn't hit the ground. They all pussed out, man, because the, the wires went to about, let's say, a foot above the water, and the water was maybe half a foot of water and just mud. Um, and so people were like, screw this, I'm not, I'm not getting zapped. And they would just go to the ground and avoid it. But meanwhile, they were swimming like alligators through this muddy trench. And I was up there just being like, no, I got this, no problem. Anytime there was an obstacle that involved either completing the obstacle or getting wet, I succeeded. There was balance beam, which is a lot harder than it sounds. There was... <laughs> Uh, no, that sounds hard. Trust me. Yeah. The balance, it was long, right? And it shook a little bit. So you, hopefully no one got on it with you. That's what she said. Um, anyway, so <laughs> I got through and uh, there was the the monkey bars, but they weren't straight monkey bars. They were at an angle. It was like the pitch of a house. So like you go up and then you go down on these monkey bars. And the problem is, it was at the end of the event or towards the end where you are already really, really tired. And in my case, with what I thought was a broken rib at the time. <laughs> so hanging makes it difficult. Um, and I swear, if there were two more bars, I would have fallen into this, like, bright green fluid. One of the first obstacles, by the way, is this big vat of water. Like, you climb up a few steps, and then you jump in to this just basically giant bathtub that they constructed that goes up to, like, your neck. And in front of you is this big wall that says, oh, you've got to go under this wall to get to the other side of this water thing. And uh, you, so you go under the wall, and you go up, no big deal, except now there's ice cubes everywhere in this water. And you realize, that's probably why it's really cold. <laughs> because they've dumped uh, bags and bags and bags and bags of ice cubes in here. so. And you can thank your video game experiences yeah. for your prowess. How many achievement points did you unlock? It looks know. like you're wearing one. I am, I am. But anyway, it was it was a good time. And it, that's the thing, like it feels it feels like a real-life video game. It was a lot of fun. There was running and there was jumping and sliding and quarter pipes of leaping up and grabbing people's arms. It was, <laughs> it was a lot of, uh, to pull you up, I mean, there was uh, a lot of, you know, heroic style activity that you don't get to do in real life um, most of the time. So I got to do it here. It was it was great. And even if I don't feel very good anymore. Totally worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. Might even do it again next year, even though I told myself I wouldn't. You gotta have a lot of endurance to go running like 13 miles. Yeah. Let's do something different next year. Yeah. But okay. Warrior Dash. Oh, God. Warrior Dash is lame. <laughs> but I'm doing that too. Anyway. Uh, what's been going on in video game land, though? All That's right. like well, we got, actual video games, we not got, fake we got video games. Of things. We, got, we got some light topics. We got some heavy-duty heavy, heavy duty topics maybe I'll save for later. Um, okay, let's talk about this, this Kid Icarus stand. Okay, so apparently... TJ didn't know about this until we told him like five minutes ago. And then, it's a and, piece and, of plastic. And now, now he's an expert on it, so we can speak I about it up. intelligently yeah. on the air like we're supposed to. Did you know about this, Alon? Yeah, I did. So, okay, okay. So, ostensibly, 
this is a piece of plastic that you put your 3DS into to play a game more ergonomically because it's like impossible to grasp this 3DS in and and have like random access to all the buttons that you want to like especially like the shoulder buttons and i mean like this is going into like virtual boy territory now Remember the so, Virtual Boy? So you got, oh, I do. You guys are ragging on this heavily. By the way, I like the Virtual Boy. Yeah, hey, I like the Virtual Boy too. But Ex- explain what the stand looks but, like. I don't but, know. No, no, no. It's just, it's just a stand so that it can. It's like, it's like a third hand to hold up the 3DS so that holding the 3DS is more comfortable. It's like a book holder. Have you ever seen a book holder? It's much like that. They just hold okay, it on the table. It's it's like that, although I mean it's not what it's shaped like. But that's the point: is that it it puts the 3ds but this just, on this little easel. This it, just seems so yeah, lame to it, me. It looks like, like an easel. I I find it so incredulous that it was just impossible for them to make a mechanical device that necessitates something like this. You know. Here's the thing: you guys are ragging on it. I think it's actually. A good thing, and yeah, you know what? You know what's a gooder thing is like making the button so you can reach them without it. Well, no, you could do that, but I mean, my opinion is also coming from someone who played the very game that it's used for. Um, okay, and- okay, okay. Let me let me tell you something though. You can do that, but I've played 3DS games, and it's like it's like a it's like a it's like a weighted like you have to like weigh like variables to decide whether the shoulder button is worth pressing at a certain <laughs> moment or not, right? It's like, am I really going to make that reach? No, I don't need to do it yet. So the thing is, a lot of this game is played with the stylus on the screen. You're aiming and, and firing and stuff with the stylus. So you've got your left hand holding it, and your right hand can't be holding the machine. It can't be tapping the buttons and right. stuff because you're busy that's, tapping that's the screen with the stylus. reach around style number two. And so... You know, holding for a long time, which you do in this game, holding it up with just your left hand while trying to keep it steady because you have to be tapping on it is difficult. And so, like, I saw that they were bringing that stand out, and I said, oh, that's actually really, really useful. Because I also had, like, an, an instant transference of concept of, of the stand with this particular game. Yeah. Um, whereas you guys are just like, why would I need to have a 3DS? No, no, weird. don't misunderstand me. I do agree. It is very useful. I'm criticizing the fact that they had to resort to this in the first place. Well, yeah, it, it's the same thing with the you know any of these touchpads though. Like my uh, my iPad is annoying to play games with when I'm just holding it because I don't I haven't bought any of those special stands or things that keep it upright and like I just keep it on my lap or I keep it on my two hands. But honestly, it's it's unwieldy, and uh, so like there's a trade-off. And I think that the stand actually would be useful to have in times, and I can't really complain about it because what else are they going to do? You want? I mean, I guess they could build a stand into the device, like some phones now have a stand built in. I, I don't just, like those I, at I all. Have, I, I have, think they're dumb. I have trouble believing that this is this is really the best solution. I mean, Does, do you think that they shouldn't have a stylus option? I think that in an ideal world, and I'm an idealistic man. Does everything kid, that you what. Uh, uh, Everything that you need to do in the game should be just as ergonomically easy as everything else. Otherwise, it's not a good design. Okay. It's a, here's the thing. This game, probably not that very good at design. I did not enjoy it. 
I mean, I, they I could not think that the f- they can make a game that involves you like pressing a button and then running down the hallway and you know doing a cartwheel and coming back, right? And they yep. can introduce a device that makes you perform that activity easier, <laughs> and that would be a great boon to such a game. But that doesn't mean that that's a good thing in the first place. Yeah, well, lots of other games have existed just fine, like other first-person shooters which, or third-person shooters by using a, a twin stick or something. And um, they could have just developed this from the start instead of needing some special attachment to use the second analog stick, and that would have solved this. You don't need the stylus. But, but they certainly use the stylus on... On the DS and the 3DS, that's that's a what, lot, and that's what caused this. They are adding support saying. to the Circle Pad Pro, the giant attachment that goes next to the 3DS. That's just to allow you to play left-handed, though. Wait, you can't? Then you can't do like dual Circle Pads. You can no, only play one. What What I read for this was they were adding support for the the extra pad for Kidderchris to allow you to play left-handed style, not. To allow you to play dual stick style. Well, I, I think that that peripheral is not introduced specifically for Kid Icarus. No, it's that. not. It's, it's not. not. But, but they said they were adding su- the Kid Icarus people were adding support yeah, for it. Yeah, there's multiple applications, but, but certainly dual dual stick support is one of those. And it looks pretty ridiculous. No, but I don't. I don't know that they're adding dual itself. stick support. I think they're just adding extra stick support for Kid Icarus. Left. Yeah. So that you use instead support. of using the one on the left, you now use the one on the right. You don't use the left and the right together in order to play the game. But I could be wrong. I have not researched it fully, but what I read was they were they were using it to allow left-hand support, which yeah. is not pretty sure, dual stick support. Pretty sure you can also do dual stick in the games that would support it. That that would be a huge variance in how the game plays, and yes. I don't think that they would add that support so quickly. Not that game, another game. Oh, another game, yes, definitely. Yes, that's Absolutely. That's what I'm trying to tell you. That's what it was developed for. We'll be back. No doubt. Where else are you going to find a Master of Science program in technology that creates thinkers who understand how business works and how to apply the technology? Where else are you going to discover a graduate degree in technology that is customized to meet your objectives? Where else in the Valley, on campus or online, can you study at the only private university that gives you the opportunity to focus in specialized areas like network security, artificial life programming, and game studies, as well as technology management? Where else? Where else but the University of Advancing Technology? UAT's graduate technology program is accelerated. It combines business with technology. It offers the flexibility to adapt quickly to changes that come in high-tech fields. Feed your brain. Lead. Manage. You won't find this innovative environment anywhere else. UAT, the select private university where you'll be fully immersed in technology. The experience is unrivaled. Click UAT.edu. That's UAT.edu. And we're back. You're listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. So yeah, in case there was confusion. Announcements for us or anything? I was, I was just no saying... No confusion at all. I was just saying that it, for use with Kid Icarus... <laughs> that one. The support they're adding just for Kid Icarus was left-handed support. Obviously, the thing was intended it's to the add just, dual It's the support. just for that uh, led me to believe that it was just for Kid Icarus. Maybe there were certain words I was saying that were only said in my head. I don't know. But that's, that's the point I was making. No worries. We're professionals. <clears throat> we'll move on past it. Okay. So uh, before we do move on, though, I will tell everyone about UAT.edu, the website for the University of Advancing Technology. 
good uh, good little university here in in Phoenix Tempe area. So uh, so come on down check that out uat.edu. So um, yeah so that's the 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 pat the the holder thing. We got some uh, listener mail. Did we? Yeah yeah. I didn't get it. We have well I got it this time. People are sending stuff to you directly. Sometimes without me. It happens. Okay. Sometimes I'm on the short end of the stick. All right. So well, we we've, got, we've got a fan in Mexico, believe it or not. I don't believe it. Yes, and not only that, his name is Sergio. Imagine that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if we've heard from him before, have we? Uh, we ha- well, we have. He's not. He's he's emailed us more than once, um, okay. and we always like to hear from Sergio. And by us, we mean you. Uh, perhaps. Okay. And Sergio, feel free to email either one of us at any point in time, no matter what. Not true. Don't email me. And okay, <laughs> all right. Alan doesn't want to see your emails. He's he's. Uh, He's written you off already. I um, boycott. I'm on a soap of blackout. Yeah. And um, and you can email us even when you're not from Mexico. Okay. So we'll we'll accept emails from other countries as well. Um, but anyway, he, he writes us. And actually, no, I'm wrong. He actually, he just wrote me. Um, he says, hello, Aura. You probably don't remember me. Uh, I remembered him. Uh, but, but I'm the guy from Mexico. So anyway, is it just me or are the um, – then there's out, out there – and okay, so this is really okay. This is, is great there radio. Tr- trouble in translation right you just now? Didn't no, say no. There was, there's, there's there's trouble in my printer actually translating the screen to the words. Anyway, he's basically saying that um, you know games that he used to play on the Super Nintendo were super duper hard, like like Road Squadron and Super Mario on Rogue Squadron on the sixty and sixty four, Super Mario World on the Super Nintendo. I and, I refuse to accept anything this child says because he just said that Super Mario on Super Nintendo was hard. That's I didn't think that true. that was that hard. No, it was. But wasn't. maybe but anyway, the it's a valid inquiry and the general inquiry is that, you know, the games that came out around that generation and before are harder than today's games and this is what he feels, right? And so he's basically asking, "Hey, if you guys feel that too, um why First, do we agree? Are games today easier than previously? Yes, and, and, and we also know why. And why? Um, so, so <clears throat> why do I mean? I have my own reasons, but go ahead. I mean, I'm sure there's a number of reasons, but uh, you know, it, it expands the market, but but also it uh, it gets people to play the whole game. You know, making a game easy makes it accessible to more well, people. This is, this is funny. But they also don't stop playing after just the first level, and they see what it is you produced. This is funny. Um, so one of the perennial complaints about games and even 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 like game publishers uh, and, and marketers, not just developers, like to state this, that, oh, most people don't finish games. Yeah. Right? And, and therefore, games are too hard. Right? And I'm going, I, I will challenge that position because I think that no matter what you do, to a game, and no matter how easy it is, most people will not finish them no matter what. Yeah, no, it's actually a natural phenomenon. There's, It relates to this this other like law or theory that I don't remember the name of, but it involves um, low numbers being more frequent in the universe. Yeah. So there's more ones than there are twos, and more twos than there are threes, and more threes and fours. Okay, well, um, that, that sounds like some, some kind of uh, numerology to me. Well, yeah, but the idea is that uh, the things you come across first are are decidedly more frequent, right? So you come across one because it's the very first 
one. So you're going to come across uh, the first level in a game because it's the first one. And you will, like, guaranteed, everyone who ever plays this game will play level one. Right. And yes. then only a subset of those people will play level two, and a subset of them will play level three. Right. You know, assuming linearity. That makes sense. Of course, that changes when it's not linear. But, um, so, so yeah. Well, it's, it's not just that, right? Like, I, I think people generally assume that most people, when they buy a game and play through it, are just like you, you know, where that that is okay. I bought the game and then I I played it through it as far as I could and then I and then I stopped because I couldn't play anymore, right? But I don't think most people are like that. There's so many people who buy games, right? There's so many people who will buy a game just because they saw it looked cool and they wanted then they thought to themselves, man, that looks cool. Look at that explosion. Look at all <laughs> the red and yellow pieces in that explosion effect. That looks cool. Let's look at that. Uh, I'll pay 20 bucks or 60 bucks for that. And then they take it home and they see the explosion. Like, wow, that's cool. Okay, I got to go make dinner and feed the dogs or whatever. And yeah. that's it. People run out of time. That's yeah. for sure. And, and, and it's like not everybody – I think there's a very – rather small population of people who is actually uh, you know, playing the game with the intent of getting through as much content as, as they want and can consume. And uh, no matter what you do, you know – and I don't have any – evidence for this i just think that this is how it is that no matter what you do most people if you look at any product that involves you know some kind of like progression with uh you know something that's asked of the player most people will buy it and not get through all of it and it doesn't matter how easy or short you make it i mean up to a point i guess if it's 10 minutes long i guess everyone will probably see it you know movies aren't that way because movies don't ask anything from the player slash watcher you know, other than you just sit there, you know, so you can't really apply that to like movies or, 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 or music really. Well, I think uh, also gamers will get bored of the game, not because the game is boring itself, but there's so many there's so much more stuff to do. Watch a movie or listen to music or play a different video game that's more entertaining than the game that they're playing. This is this is also true. Yeah. Yeah. So um, but I think the main reason why um to, to, to echo a little bit what you said, Alon, but also to take another angle, um, why the games are easier these days is um, it's, you know, it does get more people to play them, and it is an accessibility issue. But one of like my personal laments is that, you know, games are easier now because game developers in general are just not that good at making experiences that challenge players in the proper amounts to get them to do things and stretch themselves just enough so that they actually get through it, right? We Basically, what I'm getting at is, right, like a, a difficulty curve, right, or like a, a certain difficulty of doing something is not always the same. It always depends on the context in which it's presented. And you can make something feel much easier to the player, even though it's not, by how you present it to them. But that part... That's the hard part. That's the design part. That's the interface design part. That's the interaction part. Can you, you know? give me an example of a time where there's a game that was hard but felt easy? Uh, let me let me flip it around a little bit. It's like having a good teacher and a bad teacher. A bad teacher can make learning the piano really, really hard. But a good teacher can make learning the piano much, much easier. Or choose your subject of study. Yeah. Right? So it's, I mean, games, because they ask you to do things, are like teachers. It's really, really hard to make a good teacher. 
if you don't know how to do that, you're going to have a bad teacher. And so there's way more bad teachers than good ones. And so one way to get around the problem is instead of making a better teacher, which is really hard to do, we just make an easier challenge. Yeah. Doesn't that sound like a couple other things that are happening in the world? But let's not get too grandiose here. Yeah. Um, I I agree to an extent, but I I also like it really. It just boils down to accessibility to me. I think they want everybody to be able to play it, and so that's another reason they're turning things into these like God of War narrative style things. Well, yeah, because it doesn't it doesn't really ask that much from you, and you get a lot of output out of it, right? Yeah. But I just think I just think it's like a waste. You know, I think it's a waste of a medium, frankly, to be harsh about it. Well, no, you're you're obviously right, and we're we're missing. But like then you get that game every once in a while that that tries to be like the old school games, and and they're being hard, or I mean, having increased difficulty, I guess. Dark Souls. Well, what's the game I'm thinking of? Meat Super Boy. Meat Boy. Yeah, yeah Super but Meat it's Boy. not just about there being hard. It's about being hard in the right way, and preparing the player to surmount that challenge. Yeah. Okay. Well, you think? Do you have an example, TJ? I said Dark Souls. Dark Souls. Yeah. Mm, I have mixed feelings. We'll be right back. It's me, Mario. You're listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. It's a number one. I don't know that I mind games that are easy. I'm well, trying. I'm trying to think about it. Most people don't. But like, I mean, that's not. Even but it true. can't be too. Like, if it's too easy to the point of being boring, then I think you'll mind. I mean, you're, what about flow and the that whole chart oh, of God, different emotions? Oh no. But you know, I'm trying to think of a game that had a big learning curve. And and like Guitar Hero is my perfect example. Like big as in like long or big as in like yeah, steep? like ex- extended. Yeah, because it that was one of the most rewarding game experiences I've had in a very long time. Because with when it takes a long when, it, when you can learn over a long period of time, you're learning a lot. Yeah, it was yeah. great. And I actually I brought this up um, to the developers, and this is going to be a bad story because I don't remember what he said. <laughs> but they <laughs> go on. I I brought it up at GDC once. I was like. Um, they they did that deliberately, but keep going. I just said, you know, are you worried that that there won't be as much um, excitement in the next Guitar Hero? This was after there was only one of them, you know, because we've you know we've had the first one and we've learned it. I, was, I said for me, what was exciting about the game was going through the process of, of learning to be really good, and now that I can do all the songs on Expert, um, I can't imagine that the second one would be as interesting because I won't have to do that learning, which is why like other other music games have tended to add instruments and stuff. And so eventually like uh, Rock Band added the the drums and then they added the keyboard and stuff so that people have something else right. to learn. Um, at least that's that's why I think they added them, and probably just because everybody wanted them. But um, no, I think that's a valid reason. You know, Guitar Hero two not nearly not not even remotely close close to as fun as the first one because well, it, it, I, I went through the learning process within right. the first one. Well, I think that I mean, fortunately for that game there's enough new people that, new customers for yeah. them that they can go through from the bottom up and start building their way up. But it's interesting that you brought that up actually because if you look at some of uh, the Bimani games in Japan 
Because they're up to, like, Beat Mania, like, 78 right now. <laughs> yeah. Right? They go pretty high. Um, they have basically um, catered to you, sir, and left everyone behind. So... You mean by just making it progressively diff- more difficult with every single iteration? Like, let's say that, okay, now you can play on Expert. Okay, well, the last version of the game, like, number 79, um, like, the beginning difficulty is, like, on Expert. And it goes to, like, it just gets harder and harder. I can't play them anymore because I'm, I haven't kept up with the skill and the the new ones that have come out, which and like by new I mean like the last one I played was like a year or two ago, and they're like, yeah, they gosh, get, I think they're still making them, but they get crazy hard. They're the bot like the lowest rung of difficulty has stepped up over time, right? And now it's become so niche that if you haven't been able to keep up, it's completely inaccessible to you. Yeah, right. No, that's absolutely true. Yeah. <clears throat> but. So, uh, but I, I think music games are a great example of, of the learning experience. Music games, at least, that uh, that have some special... I guess they all, even if you used a controller, it'd have some weird input system. But especially the ones that have weird instruments or, you know, yeah. a, a dance and, pad and like Unfortunately, right? I mean, like, one of the nice, elegant things about that type of game is that it is very, very easy, relatively speaking, to basically devise, like I was using the teacher analogy, it's easy to make a good teacher out of that type of game. Because the interaction is so straightforward and so easy to understand. Yeah, I guess they take all the mental work out of it. Like, they, they make it really easy to understand what to do, right. and then it's difficult to well, just implement. That is, the in my opinion at least, the ideal of a game, right? Is that you should, you should never have problems figuring out where you are or what to do or what's going on. Because those are just prerequisites to starting to play. Like Braid. You know? And that's and that's braid? that's no. what okay. braid is easy because you know everything right when the game starts. I don't I don't know that that's a good analogy. Well, eh, sort of. Anyway, <clears throat> let's 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 move on. Um, so let's talk about some more 3ds stuff, right? So I recently got a 3ds, so I've been playing it, right? Augmented reality, all this crazy stuff. Um, do co- you couple funny things? Do you like it or what? dislike it? Like what? The 3ds. That's uh, we don't have time to cover that question, <laughs> sir. <laughs> So, yeah, I never. You never get a straight answer with me. Like you exactly. should know this by now, especially being the listener of eight, eighteen years or whatever. Well, clearly he already discussed that he didn't like the hardware, and a 3ds without software is, of course, just hardware. Yeah. So, yeah. so I guess you there's like pluses it. and there's minuses, but that's not what we want to talk about. What we want to talk about is the store. Like, okay, okay. So pretty much all the digital download stores. Uh, I'm not sure about Steam. But, you know, on XBLA, on PSN, on the 3DS, the Nintendo eShop, there's star ratings, right? This is like a common thing, right? I mean, Amazon does it. It's like ubiquitous. iTunes, iOS. Yeah, everything. Okay, user ratings, you put in like a a one, two, five star rating, right? And my biggest complaint, uh, particularly on the video game ones, particularly on the console ones, is that... Every game is a four or five stars, except for two games that are three stars. Okay? Which yeah. defeats the purpose of anything. Um, I mean, that's... that's I, th- this, is not, that's not, this is not the angle. This is just my setup. So let's take that as a given. Okay. Because it's true. I've looked it up. Okay? Kind of like uh, movies on Netflix. 
Yeah. It, it could be that way too. Like really, like if you like look, like next time you think that you're actually giving meaning to stars, look around, okay? But anyway, I looked around on the 3DS because something very interesting is happening on the 3DS, right? A lot of the complaints about what's happening on Xbox Live, because you can like rate anything, right, is that, oh, well, people are just rating things. Like it's open to abuse. It's open to inflation because there is no cost or uh, uh, prerequisite or anything to putting in a rating, right? So people say, oh, you should have to play the game or buy the game before you're allowed to put in a rating, right? On Steam and iOS, you must own the game to actually be able to comment yeah. and rate on it. Right. So Nintendo went a step further. Nintendo never satisfied with the status quo went a step further. And they said, no, um, just because you bought it, that doesn't give you the right to rate it. You, you have, have to, to play it for a certain amount of time? You have to play it for an hour, and then you can rate it. And That's I was like, this is fantastic. Clearly... This will fix all of the ridiculous inflation problems of this effective two-point scale that we have, right? And then I looked around, and I looked at every single product on there, and guess what? Fours and fives? Fours and fives, except for two games. They're all fours and fives, right? Now think about this for a while, right? Why are they all fours and fives? Why is every game good except for two? Because, because that's clearly not the case. Every because game if it's really bad, bad, you're not going to play for an hour. Yeah. Well, that's part of it, right? I, I really think that it, I mean that's part of it, right? I think that also part of it is the you know the psychological experience that you know you've invested money into something. Fanboyism. And well, I mean you can call it that, yeah. right? But it's really like you, you know it's it's kind of like you put in money into something, so you do not want to admit to yourself or other people that you made a mistake. But possibility number three is that well. Maybe people are just not so critical about games like we are. You know? I mean, yeah, maybe people aren't true. asking that the much. The casual gamer, yeah, of no, no, course. No, 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 I will refuse to apply such a label, okay? Don't go to label land with the this, The okay? everyday gamer? Do not go to label okay. land, okay? <laughs> label land. Okay? <laughs> the parks, that the rides there suck. Yes, Trust they do. Me. Okay? What's, what's funny is Dymo, in, in the world land. of entertainment, we draw so many analogies between video games and, and other medium, right? Like uh, books and movies and stuff. And with movies, everyone is an armchair critic. Everyone wants to wants to sit there and decide that this movie is is incredible because of this actor's performance or horrible because of this and yeah. um, and they want to be critical for real and in games you're saying and I'm not saying I don't agree uh, but that people just don't care and just say everything is awesome. I just I just have the feeling that people people don't ask as much from games as people like us do. I think it might be that kids are are the dominant ones yeah, in these rating systems because they have kids. time and a, and a desire to express themselves, yeah. and they tend to be just full of hype. Especially kids. You're absolutely right because I've, I've seen this you know, when, when in the process of developing games, and, and you know, I've, I've worked on a lot of games where you know, a lot of kids were involved um, as far as you know, like the customer base, and they, they're, they're happy with so little. <laughs> and yeah. we were too, if you remember, you know. And it's hard to be critical when you're around that age too, because you have nothing, you have no basis for comparison, and you have no such faculty for comparison, and you don't, you don't have time to develop those things, right? Kids don't start out ornery. That that takes time yeah. to develop, right? They just hang around us some more. 
Um, so really what you're saying is that the few good games in the world ruined it for everyone because it got us realizing that games were potentially actually much better than all the junk we're fed the well, rest of the time. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I want to frame it that way, right? But it's just – it's. I think it's important for us and, and for, for most people to realize, especially gamers who are really into games and are very critical of a lot of games, which is totally beneficial and good. I'm not saying don't be critical, right? But it's, I think it's important to realize that a lot of people, they're, they're just happy with very little from games, and that's okay because they're not asking for much more. We're asking for a lot, and it's good to ask for a lot, but it's also okay not to. And they're just happy. They're happy with, you know, something moving. You press something and something happens. And, you know, if you're a little older, something blows up. <laughs> okay, so okay. next thing, right? Also 3DS related, right? We're, really? We're yes. Not everything all is yes. all everything. about 3DS. This is the 3DS show. This is what happens here, okay? This, this is good. Trust me. Check this out. And you're right? the only one who has a 3DS here. Yeah. This is I'm – bringing, I'm bringing the quality – you don't like from it. from the 3ds. Okay, so here's another no fascinating topic. 3DS. No. <laughs> All right, maybe I'll bring the quality when we come back, since yeah. you've held me up so many times. Let's Perfect. do that. All right, so we've got more 3ds. One like more our third. Our one third more 3ds. One thing. more 3ds topic. You won't be so disappointed. I cannot wait. Seriously. You, you know I always bring Wait, a different angle. Now you're, now you're actually hyping it up before the you break. Know, you know you'll get a unique angle. That's all, all I'm right. promising. Fine. We'll be right back. This is Trisha Helfer from Command & Conquer 3, and you're listening to the Chatterbox Video Game Radio Show. Once again, it's Chatterbox Video Game Radio. So what we do when we come back from break is we get sponsor messages. UAT.edu, the website for the University of Advancing Technology, they uh, they have a lot of programs for schooling. TJ, you're you're new here to the Phoenix area. Yes. Are you going to go? Are you going to go to school while you're here? Uh, I might actually teach. I kind of would like that. How about... How about somebody get me a teaching job? There's, I heard no. there's a dorm. I just want to add you a single, added, a single class. They added a dorm since I went. There's a dorm there. There's a place to sleep. I'm just saying. Yeah. In case, in case you need a place <laughs> to stay. So, so things, I got, I got a job here, but now I need a place to stay. That's, that's my current development. That is, that is difficult. Well, you can stay at the KFNX bunks. I think KFNX bunks. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's somewhere deep in here. You just don't let them know you're here. Yeah. Okay, so what do we want okay. to talk about the 3DS? All right, this, is, so, this is overwhelming to me because I, we haven't, understand. we never talk about 3DS. It's, I still, every it's week, feast for, like, or famine. for the last two months, I've wanted to talk about this uh, this HDTV antenna that someone sent me wanted me to, okay. to test out. That's not something about the 3DS, though. It's totally different and is, totally off subject. 3DS is not HD. I, just, I wanted to put that out there because I keep forgetting to mention it. So go ahead. What, okay. did, what did you want to talk about? All right, so right, we're all used to... <clears throat> Downloading demos, right, on like XBLA, PSN, Steam, Steam, right, or on the 3DS and PS3, and these demos, right, they're like a limited part of the game, right. Mm-hmm. Well, a new development with uh, one of the games coming out on the 3DS, right, or the this Ace Combat 3D game that's coming out. Um, I know this is they're doing this in Japan, right, so I don't even know what they're going to do here. Um, 
here's the catch. Here's the deal, right? Here's the rub. This demo, you can only play three times. What? And I don't have a problem with it at all. Wait. I'm fine with it. Why are they limiting it, and why do you not care about it? Okay, I can answer both of those questions, sir. Firstly, right, remember, maybe you'll remember this, right, because months ago, maybe years ago, right, I made an observation that, man, with so many demos on Xbox Live, you could just play demos all day long. If you were poor and cheap, or both, you never need to buy a game, especially if you're, you know, you're not asking for much from your games. You can just buy demos. Kind of go back to the previous free. topic because you'll only play 20 minutes of it. Right. And then get bored of it. You can just play demos all day long. And you can play them over and over. And there's so many demos. There's hundreds of demos. Right? So I think they're doing this to combat the practice, which we have no idea how prevalent it is or isn't. Of demos as, uh, you know, proxy for actual games. Because if you're spending all your time playing demos, you're not spending no time buying games. And that does no good for no company. But this is specifically on the 3DS store and a single game. It's not store-wide, right? Well, I heard I heard that for, for, for other games, they were, like, limited to, like, 30 plays. But I think this is now this is, like, the first time that they're doing, like, a very, very restrictive number. Three plays and that's it. And the reason why I'm, I don't have a problem with it is that I pretty much decide what I want to do with the demo or the game, like, okay, like, most of the time in, like, 10 seconds, but in the modicum of times that don't fall into that category, within, like, yeah, one play. What if a scenario is you launch the demo and then, oh, I need to go do something else and then turn it off, and then you get your second chance to play the demo, you like it, and you're like, hey, I got to show a friend this demo. You show it to your friend, there you go. You use up all your times. You're, you know what? I'm sure you can think of lots of examples where it would be very disappointing that you can't play the demo again. Absolutely. But a, a meteor could also like attack you like from behind your back, <laughs> like right as you're about to play the demo but and knock you on your head. Here's a simple solution that N- Nintendo would enjoy. You could just go out and buy a new 3DS, and then you could play three more demos. Well, you could do that, too. Yep. And Nintendo would love that, I'm there sure. Right? So, I mean, it, yeah, it's pretty restrictive. Do I personally care? Do I feel bound by this whatsoever? No, I don't. Do you, Alon? No, but, I mean, they get to do whatever they want. So I don't I don't have a problem with it, right. so to speak. Well, but, certainly we're not discussing, like, matters of entitlement yeah, because it's their, I, it's their playground. But I, I certainly, I think it's a bad move, that, that particular number that we're discussing. Three is too restrictive. Okay, so let's let's um, let's do a but, like an experiment. Like how many? Like what would be the an, minimum an acceptable number an acceptable is, number yeah. to me? Like an appropriate number if you're going to limit by number of plays would be ten, in my opinion. Yeah, that gives you enough to show it to your friend I who's agree. hanging out, right? And to play it yourself, but not to allow you to abuse it so that if you like it so much, because like kids can play the same thing over and over and over. If you like it so much, you're not going to just have the demo and not buy the whole game. Yeah, that's um, fair. Three, seriously, is like, oh, you make some mistake and you just learn the controls. You fell into a hole or something. Yeah, it's got... a bit like three strikes you're out, huh? Yeah, it's it's very, very short. Um, I think they they may consider in the future moving to a, a 
different model of time rather than number of plays. So they say, this demo is available to you for you know the next six hours or 24 hours or something. Um, right, but then what if like a meteor strikes your neighbor's house and then you and then your house catches on fire, <laughs> and then you have to get wait a week before you can play anything? Well, yeah, there's there are that could possibilities. Happen. Yeah, and that would be really bad. But I mean, it, it's the same. What this is doing is basically we're we're debating the very same question of whether or not they should release a demo. Period. Right, because yeah. back yeah, in the day there was. They shouldn't release a demo then if they don't want people playing them. Back in the debate, there was, the day there was this debate about whether or not they should give away demo at all and whether or not that would cannibalize. Especially the very first, some of the first games that had demos, um, some of the more popular ones anyway, were stuff like Wolfenstein, right? Where right. they gave away an entire third of the game. So I never bought the game. Right. That truly did ruin their sales, at least in in my in my example. Um, because they gave away too much of the game. I basically considered it like the first game, and then they, they already had two sequels ready to go. You know, something like that. They had Worlds 2 and 3, and I just played the first one. Um, but if they had given only the first two levels, that would be, uh, I think, more more along the lines of the demo we're dealing with these sure. days. And well, there's also, I mean, there's certainly another way to time limit a demo, which is to say, like, okay, you can spend 20 minutes in the product. You know, and you can divide that up how you want. You can spend, you can do twenty one-minute sessions, or one twenty-minute session, or any combination in between, right? But if you're yeah, playing so the game for twenty minutes, that's it. There's play time. There's actual calendar time. There's playthroughs, stuff like that. But I, I think that what we have right now, where you just get a portion of the game, and it's just a question of how much of the game do you make available. That's that's a good way to do it because you also completely control the experience. Like assuming the person's willing to put the time in to play the game, you know that they're going to play this level. They're going to be introduced to these elements, whether or not they do, they play well or don't play well. Like in, unless you're so bad that you can't make it through whatever demo they give you, right? right? They what we have right now that is not this example, not the Ace Combat example. Um, I think is the better way to do it because you, as the developer, well, it's certainly better for consumers, right? Um, well, depending. I mean, if maybe we could play one play I mean, all the alternatives, and finish the whole game without dying. No, 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 all the alternatives are better for consumers than the three plays that you're out. Yeah, okay, good. But, well, and with the exception that it could be that you're so good that you get through it in one game, so you've gotten the whole game with one play. No? Well, that, that would be interesting. Yeah. Like, my question then would be, is it three plays and they make the entire game available? Or is it three plays within the right. confines of what we consider now as a demo, right. where it's like only two worlds, Un- and you get three plays of that? I'm of the impression that it, it it's also content limited. It's a limited number of stages, and you can only play it three times. Yeah, that's that's lame. Whatever. I think it's dumb that it's on the 3DS, because every other marketplace has demos, and they're not restrictive, and it doesn't cannibalize the marketplace. But we don't know. That's the thing. How do you know it doesn't cannibalize? How do you know this, sir? How do you know that this idea that Nintendo came up with or the Ace Combat people came up with is going to stop that 
because it won't exist after you yeah. try it three times. Yeah. Anyway, here, this discussion cannibalized my potential discussion of the Mohu Leaf indoor HDTV antenna. Indeed, it did because it, that it sounds cannibal- scary. It cannibalized you, my talk on Fez. Is, it, is that yeah. made by cannibals? No. I can't Mohu wait Leaf. for Fez. I just I wanted to make sure I mentioned that. Hopefully, remind me to talk about this next week because I promised them. Let me use this thing, and I will at least mention it on the show. And, and it wasn't that good, though, unfortunately. Right. Oh, maybe they don't want you to talk about it. It didn't work so well. The Mohu Leaf. Mohu Leaf. Anyway. Mohu? It's the end of the show. Mohu. That's enough sponsor crap for me. We'll be back next week. Mahalo. You've been listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. Tune in next week for more tips and info and the latest and greatest in video gaming. And remember, all your base are belong to us.